Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right, power moments. So we are going to get kicked off. Um, Dan is going to cover this. So our premier sponsors every month, uh, our premier sponsors step up. Mark um, has done, a, uh, Nick have done some presentations and Dan has as well. Dan's with the insurance store um, and is probably one of the most connected people. He is a lifelong learner. And uh, I love partnering with us on this event. Um, the guy's just got a huge heart. Um, he loves connecting people. He loves making a difference in the lives of others. He is a go-giver. Um, which, by the way, that was his recommendation for the book of the month last month. So um, if you like that book, you can thank him. It was his suggestion that we covered it. Um, but uh, what I would like to do is bring Dan up here. And yes, you can give him a round of applause when he steps up here, because we're glad to have him. He's going to be covering the power of moments. All right, you ready? You got your mic? I do. I Hot. do. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, the round of applause is much appreciated. So, once upon a time, in a state far away, Texas, there was an airlines there. Anybody know the airlines in Texas? Right. There's another one there. It's actually bigger. But Southwest is the one I'm talking about. So Southwest Airlines, they're famous for some stuff, right? You guys know some stuff about them. They decided... They were going to pay their data scientists to figure out how that it can, they could improve profitability, because that's what companies do. Let's figure out, measure, let's check all these things. Airlines typically have problems staying on schedule, right? Anybody ever had a flight delayed? A few people. So with that, they said, what if we're five or 10 minutes late? Five or 10 minutes late, you cool? Five or 10 minutes early? Cool with that? Good with that. Okay. He's an he's a, he's a early, early arriver, so good for you. Um, what about 45 minutes late? Do you hear the difference? Uh-oh. Somewhere between 5 and 10 minutes and 45 minutes, something happens. What they found out, these data scientists found out, was that when people have a 45-minute late flight, they stop flying as much, or at least stop flying as much with that airline's. So when you take the financial impact of that, these data scientists decided that it made a whole lot of sense to buy two 737s, $120 million. So imagine being a data scientist, putting all this together, going to somebody, saying, hey, we got this great idea. 
what we should do is we should buy two new planes. Okay, we're with you there. We buy planes all the time. Yeah, yeah, and what we want to do is we want to park one in like Atlanta, maybe St. Louis, and then we want to put one in like Phoenix, put tons of gas in it, have them ready to go, and then whenever we see in our network that something's going wrong, we can send the plane there and avoid the 45-minute issue, keep happy clients, keep them flying like they do with us. So Southwest calls uh, Chip and Dan Heath. They say, hey, come on down. We want to talk to you. They sit down. I say, you know, here's the deal. He says, oh, okay, gotcha. I got a question for you. What do you how do you guys measure the impact of peak moments or defining moments with your clients? We're just talking about airplanes and 120 million. And your question is, how do you guys measure the impact of peak moments or defining moments? And Southwest Airlines looked at each other and they said, uh, we, don't, we don't really have a measurement for that. Anybody know something that Southwest Airlines does that other airlines do not do? No charge for your bag. Huh? No seating assignment. What's the thing that they do right before you broke it? Yes. Any other airlines do that that you've flown on? No. So they say things like, so here's the safety announcement. One of the parts of the safety announcement that they've used. This isn't the one they use every time, but one of them could be, hey, there's 50 ways to leave your lover. Only six ways to get off this plane. <laughs> Remember, if something happens, put your mask on you first, and then your child. If you've got multiple children, evaluate. <laughs> Which one's got the most potential? <laughs> Which one might put you in the home first? It's your choice, people. And they thought about it, and they, they checked it out. They're like, let's see which flights. And they figured out 1.5% of their flights actually has a humorous safety thing. I thought they did it every single time. I've flown with Southwest. I've had the funny thing. I guess I got lucky. Won the lottery. 1.5%. Of that, they figured out if you got the funny humor safety thing, you'd fly with Southwest Airlines one half of a flight more. And they said, well, what if we doubled it? What if we just had 3% of funny stuff? The net profit from that would be over 120 million. Here's your couple of planes. How about we get some more next year too? And how much did the training cost to implement that? Almost nothing. Yeah, almost nothing. You know, it's a little bit of labor. Somebody would create a joke, share it on an email, put it on a lunchroom wall somewhere. That's about it. That's all you got to do to train that one. And in the meantime, spending all this time and energy working on, you know, big problems when you could just solve a small thing or create a small thing, which is a powerful moment for people. People remember that. So that's kind of the idea of the power of moments. We've got how to create a defining moment. Would you all like some time to think about and talk about and figure out ways to implement defining moments in your business? Would it be cool to have an impact like Southwest figured out how they could have? No? Yes? Yes? Okay, cool. We'll do that then.
So great experiences hinge on peak moments, short experiences that are both meaningful and memorable. So that safety warning, it's not very long, but people remember that. Like, so experiences that rise, so elevation, experiences that rise above the routine. So that creates all kinds of different things, creates fun, creates enjoyment, creates uh, connection with passengers. Did you hear that? That was funny. I like that. You know, so you, you get that camaraderie. So in your businesses, we all have peaks and pits. Brian talked a little bit about, about that already. So in your business, we have peaks and pits. In our day-to-day -day business, we probably had some pits that we realized we had to fill in. So I'd like to have you guys talk a little bit about, in small groups, tables and guys bunch your chairs together, what are some pits in your business that you've been able to fill? Or if you've got a, something that you've been able to create kind of a power moment or a peak moment in your business, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that and we'll gather back together in a couple of minutes. So in, uh, in the business world, they, uh, they studied, some scientists studied 16 different industries. And of those 16 different industries, they compiled all this data and they found out that 80% of the work hours spent between peaks and pits were spent on working on pits. So 80% of the time, some businesses didn't work on peaks at all, which you may have worked for an organization like that where the organization seemed like the philosophy was keep all the problems away, keep all the problems away, let's just do business as usual, move on, please don't come to me with a problem. Please don't let your customers have problems that get to me. You keep them all to yourself. Pretend they don't exist. Other companies do focus on, on peaks. So 80% pits, 20% of the time peaks. They figured out profit margins and figured out how to make the most money with that data. And they found out when you focus on pits, you make a buck. When you focus on peaks, you make $9. So we're not saying get rid of the pits. We're saying how about spend 20% of your time on pits and 80% on peaks, right? So anybody ever uh, like screamed and really wanted to stay in the hotel with the yellow uh, concrete block? The super basic 1970s price just like some of the other hotels in town. Anybody ever like screamed, that's the one for me? No? All right. So, so there's a picture of the number two hotel in Los Angeles, the number two rated on TripAdvisor. Do you see anything unusual about that picture? Popsicle hotline? So who's got the courage to call on the popsicle hotline? Kids and Jack. Drunk adults. It's funny you mentioned drunk adults. <laughs> so yeah, so kids. So the popsicle hotline. Let's say we're running this hotel. It's our thing. What do we do on the popsicle hotline? Do we have somebody on the other end of the phone that says, oh yeah, shoot over there. I'll hit the button and I'll let you into the little freezer so you can grab your own popsicle. Like that's efficient, right? What's the least we can do to accomplish this mission? Instead, what these guys do, they send somebody out with white gloves a tuxedo, a real silver tray. 
Mr. Bank, here's your popsicle. Would you like yellow, red, or, or purple? Here's your slide. Yes, all three. All three. So they go above and beyond. So when you go and read TripAdvisor, often in the comments section, they're talking about the popsicle hotline and like you've got to, and so this is one of the things that gets them all the way up there. Diane mentioned uh, drunk adults. So some adults went out to get a beverage and they found the favorite beverage they've ever had and they came back and they bragged about it. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So the hotel employees went out, found the ingredients for their favorite beverage and brought it back to their hotel room and had it sitting there the next day when they got back from being out. Like, how cool is that? Drop your laundry off, they'll do your laundry for you. You want a Snickers, you just go downstairs and say, I like a Snickers. And they say, would you like anything else? All free, all complimentary, all just on the house. One of the reviews I read, it said, uh, I thought that somebody would finally get tired of me coming down for candy. Because <laughs> I abused it. And they smiled the whole time. Just unreal. So this yellow concrete block, take that if you need it. Yellow concrete block hotel from the 70s is the number two rate. Now, anybody want to stay there? I know I do. My kids will have a blast. So the second thing on Power of Moments, it talks about insight. So it's a moment that happens quickly. Realization could be transformative for you or people that you know. So think about yourself. How have you transformed? Have you ever had a transformative moment? Like in an instant, you knew things were different. Anthony Merkel's a coach. Brian McRae's a coach. Coaches oftentimes can create that moment where you go, uh-oh. Things just got real. Things are different. That time where you tell your friend, your mentor, we're going to get this done. This is my new mission. You just told somebody. Somebody else hold you accountable. Things changed. Yes, Tammy? Yeah, 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 that's a great one. Yeah, hey, that's not me anymore. I'm this new and improved version. I don't need to have that fear anymore. Yeah, absolutely, that's a great example of that. Uh, anybody ever heard of uh, Sarah Blakely? What was that? Spanx. Spanx, anybody ever heard of Spanx? I believe, how much money has she made? First self-made female billionaire yeah. And you know what she discovered? She decided she's going to she wanted to wear uh shoes and the, you know, pants and but also wanted pantyhose. But you know, you can't do that cuz they got feet. So she cut the feet off, realized that they rolled up on her, but it was still cool, but it wasn't as cool as it could be. So she ran her idea around to all these different men that ran factories and ran stuff and said, hey, I got this great idea. And of course, what did the men say about the great idea? That's stupid. <laughs> we, we would never buy that. Why would we make that? So, so, so she, she talks to this one guy, and the guy goes home, and at family dinner, he says, 
can you believe I had this lady come in with the craziest idea? And his daughter says, that idea is brilliant, Dad. So Dad made a fortune making spanks for Sarah Blakely, who, yes. So interesting thing about Sarah and her kind of insight, what happened for her. One, she recognized it and persevered throughout the whole thing. Her dad, at dinner, would ask a question. And the question was, what'd you fail at this week? Hey, what'd you succeed at this week? Hey, what was great this week? What was fun this week? No, her dad's question was, what'd you fail at this week? And the whole family had to answer the question. And he expected them to have failures. And they celebrated the failures as ways to learn. So would you believe that she was smart enough to go be a door-to-door -door fax machine selling person? Hey, here, you want to buy a fax? <laughs> That's insane. So she's able to take all that rejection, and as she's trying to work this Spanx idea, work through all these different people and just kept going. What'd you fail at this week? Hey, hit up three manufacturers, and all three of them said no. Isn't it great, Dad? It's awesome, Sarah. Keep going. So with insight, uh, we'd love to get our clients to have some insight, give them a question that makes them think, give them a situation that makes them think, so they're like, I've got to buy your product from you. You're absolutely the one for me. So there's all kinds of different ways to apply insight into our lives and our businesses. Uh, pride. Pride in a, I did a great job kind of way. I, I worked hard kind of way. Pride is something that you can give other people. It's free. Um, recognizing others. So years ago I heard uh, like the top 10 reasons why somebody works where they work or stay where they work. Where was money on the list of top 10? Would you think it was top five or bottom five? It was. It was bottom five. Guess what was on the top? Top three. Recognition, culture, appreciation, rewards, prizes. Like we want Somebody give us a pat on the back. So with that, we can give specific praise. I used to run a retail organization, and my boss called me and says, hey, we need you to hire five people. And I said, I'm not doing it. Well, before I say no, let me ask you a question. Why do I need to hire five? And she says, well, because the average turnover in the retail business is 210% a year. I said, okay, fantastic. What about in the section that I run? Well, I'm, I'm not... <clears throat> exactly sure of that. Oh, okay. What was my turnover last year? Uh, zero. What was it the year before that? Zero. I said, so do I need to hire five, or what are you thinking? And she's like, she's like, yeah, you got to hire five. I'm like, well, I'm not doing it. Do whatever you want to do. I'm like, I may hire one. I've got one that may retire this year. I may hire one. And she's like, I might hire two because maybe one doesn't work out. But I'm not going for five. I'm just not doing it. And I go, would you like to know what's maybe different at this store than the other ones? And, of course, this lady, no, not really. Like, <laughs> you're just lucky. The, the difference was it was specific praise. It was working with them on what was important to them, giving them a pat on the back. You know, So often people can go, hey, great job. And you walk away and go, wonder what I did a great job on. Why did they say that? So follow a great job with something. Be specific about the something. 
uh, multiply meaningful milestones. So uh, there's a program called Couch to 5K. Um, there's all kinds of different things where you can set a target and celebrate that target. So anybody ever play video games? People play video games. So did you ever like not finish a video game? Like not ever get to the ultimate ending? But did you have fun all along the way? <laughs> not Andrea. It's like Donkey Kong. If you didn't make it all the way to the very end, as you leveled up and each thing got a little bit harder, each level was fun. So the, um, the idea with multiple milestones is enjoy the journey. Set little mini finish lines that are little accomplishments. Uh, I mentioned a while back that my goal was to do 40,000 push-ups in a year. Sounds unbelievable. Oh, it's so hard. Well, I started with doing, I wonder how many I can do. I hope 30. And then I just doubled that and I kept working. I'm like, oh, 100 a day is pretty easy and that's somewhere around 40,000. Okay, I heard a buddy say he's going to do 40,000. So, like, little mini milestones along the way. I did 30. Yeah, awesome. Like, that was an easy accomplishment for me at that beginning. But if my goal was to do 100, ah, forget it. I'll never do that. So, just multiply these milestones. Uh, oh, uh, practice courage. We kind of already talked about practicing courage. So it could be the courage to say something nice to somebody. It's weird to think that that may take courage. You might be, a, the law of receptivity, afraid they might say something nice back. So practice courage. Uh, connection. So this is the fourth one. And it's great. A lot of these synergize. A lot of these work well together. It's neat when you can stack them on each other. So connection. Um, it's bringing people together. So I was reading a book, uh, Synchronized Moments. Uh, Priya Parker, I believe is her name, that wrote it, uh, The uh, Art of Gathering. And she talked about having a specific reason why people get together and help people get connected at events. Have you ever been to a party where they say, hey, come on in, do whatever you want, foods wherever, and bathrooms or whatever, and you know, have fun. And you feel a little lost. You feel a little disconnected. So we can use events with our businesses that focus on people and give them a reason to connect. We might give them a story, we might give them questions, we might let them know that there's interesting things around they can find, whatever it is, but have a purpose. So companies often will have uh, customer appreciation things and they'll make it all about how awesome the company is. Hey, thanks for coming, let's tell you how awesome we are. The title of the event was customer appreciation and all you appreciated me for was showing up and then you threw up all over me about how great you are. So think about your events when you, when you put them together. Uh, Thought-provoking questions. So stories and questions are ways to influence people and create powerful moments. So Art Aaron has 36 questions that are out there that have connected people, created best friends. You're shaking your head, you know it. Um, some people have gotten married when they've sat at a table and gone back and forth with these questions and instantly felt that connection. So questions are so powerful. You can look Art Aaron up and find his questions. Uh, Southwest Airlines uses humor. Pretty simple. That humor helps people that are trapped on a plane right next to a stranger connect. So find ways to help people connect and it'll benefit you. So think about Southwest Airlines. They had the data scientists, let's spend 120 million. 
And instead, a guy came in with a thought process. What's better than that? How are we possibly going to afford that? How are we going to implement the strategy? How, you know, all this work. And he's just thought, what's better than that? What's better than that? So as you're evaluating your business processes, evaluating ways to create moments, ask yourself, what's better than that? How can we make this a more powerful experience, or at least a peak moment? Somewhere in your client experience, can you create a peak moment? And the next time you have an engagement, can you create a peak moment for them? So when you can get, connect emotionally with them and help them, can, help them with their goals, those type things, ask yourself, what's better than that? Keep, keep continuing that. All right. So I'll give you a quick story. When I was in uh, seventh grade, there was this girl. She turned around. You're not supposed to turn around in school. You're supposed to sit facing forward. This girl's name, real girl, named Stacy Larkin. Stacy was smart, athletic, pretty popular. And she looks me directly in the eye, and she says, Dan, can I tell you some things about you? I think my only answer is here, yes. So, okay. And she says, I want you to know you're one of the most genuine people here in school. I want you to know that you've got one of the greatest smiles I've ever seen in my life. What I didn't know that I'm now observing is that your eyes are some of the prettiest blue-green eyes I've ever seen. And your eyelashes are eyelashes that any woman would dream of. I'm in seventh grade, right? I'm fragile. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this is unreal. I guess she's going to ask me out next because she must want something. And it wasn't the case. She just did that for me. It was just, I'm like, that is awesome. And from that, I wish I would have called her and invited her here and created a moment for her. <laughs> that would have been cool, but she's not here. But that is correct. Like I said, she never asked me out, Brian, or we may have been married today. <laughs> but that validating somebody else, the uh, connection that was caused from that, I'll never, never forget that for the rest of my life. That gave me confidence to know somebody in the opposite sex validated me and told me that I was at least all right in the seventh grade, so that was pretty cool. So, if you were in the seventh grade, what's better than that? Not much, not for me. That was the highlight of my year and highlight of a lot of my years. So, thank you for listening to that part of it. We'll move on to a few other things here. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briank.com.
www.briankmccray.com www.briankmccray.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.